0: 700 yards of offense per game for the Sooners through the first two. Off play action on the first play here, and all kinds of room left side. There goes Jalen Hurts on the first play of the game at the UCLA territory.
1: Hello and welcome to Scooter Pod. We are back after the bye week. Uh, I'm your host Bobby Howard. With me today in studio, uh, Ty Lee. Ty, how's it going, everyone? Yeah. it's good to be here we're in an
2: actual studio now so hopefully you notice a, an audio quality difference
1: yeah it, it is definitely a major boost this is this is legit stuff thank you so much jack uh please check out that showbiz baby on spotify and wherever you yep. can find your podcast it's great
2: soon to be acquired by screw blog yeah, we we
1: that we are in contract talks. <laughs> insider information <laughs> we, we, we are we might be offering all of our anchor monies uh currently up to five dollars and 25 cents so yeah thank you so much for listening and giving us our bargaining chip but <laughs> anyways let's get to some college football talk because even though it's a bi-week for the Sooners it was kind of one of those weird weeks for college football where just it was yeah just it's not even like there are a ton of upsets There are just kind of some weird stuff that happened and first of yeah. which it was Michigan what, what happened there?
2: I was not surprised for one I don't uh yeah, I wasn't surprised. I I think Michigan is trash. Did I predict them to lose? I, I think I did. Yeah, I'm we, pretty sure I did. We we yeah. both
1: we both picked Wisconsin.
2: Yeah. I, and I think Well, we, you, we both picked Wisconsin to cover, but Yeah, but uh, I was pretty was, cautiously optimistic that Wisconsin was going to blow them out like they did, which was a uh, good to see since I'm riding the Wisconsin hype train this year.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really sure if they blow them out or not. Because yeah. that's, that's always such a tough thing, especially with a team that runs the ball like Wisconsin does. It's, yeah.
2: Wisconsin. So Wisconsin has done this thing the past couple years where they start, like they have this season, like they start just blowing people out and shutting them out, but then it seems like they implode. But when you look at the past couple of years, it's like they've blown out all these little teams, and then they just can't beat bigger teams. And I think that Michigan... Uh, was obviously overrated through the start of the season, but it's a really good sign for Wisconsin in that they've they've been able to carry their dominance through to a ranked conference opponent. So it, yeah, it was at home and Michigan was way overrated, but they still beat a ranked conference opponent very convincingly. So
1: yeah, I mean that th- that might be the most impressive win of the season, maybe even honestly. Uh, just going in there, and we I. We talked about this in our preview, uh, like, way back when in August, back when we were young and, you know, still optimistic <laughs> about <laughs> about, our, <laughs> about our gambling runs. But I knew from the get-go, and thought of, from the get-go, shout out to Blake, by the way, that... Um, really? That Wisconsin would be, or not Wisconsin, Michigan would be overrated. And, you know, they they just didn't, this time they uh, decided to get it over with in week four instead of wait for Ohio State to blow it out. I don't
2: think they're getting it over with. I mean, when you you look at their schedule, they still have Ohio State left, which they're going to lose. They still have Penn State left, which at this point I believe that Penn State is going to implode but still beat Michigan. And then a lot of people will say that they still have Notre Dame left. I think they still win that game at Notre Dame, (laughs) uh, which is just kind of the troll in me kind of hoping that Notre Dame just continues this streak and then just loses to a Michigan team that's tanking, potentially with an interim head coach. That would just be the icing on the cake.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what you do if you fire Jim Hartbaugh. I don't know where you go after that. He was kind of like their guy, like, uh, you know how Tennessee always was like, oh, we're going to get Gruden and everything will be okay. Yeah, That was Jim Harbaugh for him. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, th- I think as a Michigan fan, it, it, it's got to be pretty tough. Bring Bill Snyder <laughs> back. <laughs> Noted mission. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Well, because he clearly has uh, not been holding back Kansas State yeah. which, during his time there. But um, yeah, speaking of Notre Dame, I, I don't know how to feel about them. I, I thought they looked, but bo- that whole game was kind of bland, really boring. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean, you, you've you been kind of negative on Georgia. I've, I've kind of been the one that's been on the Georgia hype train uh, this whole season, uh, thinking that they were going to be really good. So now I don't know if I've just really overhyped Georgia. Uh, honestly, I think that's it. I, I don't believe that Notre Dame, from seeing them play, is as legitimate as they would like people to believe.
1: Yeah, and I think Georgia could have done a lot better than what they did um, because yeah. when they really wanted to and really unleashed DeAndre Swift, I mean they were going. Yeah, But I yeah. don't know. Uh, that was that, That's a tough. Game. That'll
2: be tough to see. Yeah, yeah. It, Notre Dame is just one of those that you don't know, and then they they do have a, a strong schedule every year. So you know, there's a higher chance of implosion always for them. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not believing anything from Notre Dame. So. Yeah,
1: Notre Dame and Michigan both are like just I don't know. They're, 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 you know how you have your your scale. You've mentioned before about the powers, and you're like um, it, it, it's it's your way you determine it, and you usually always go with the uh, oh the, Switzer, the blue blood the
2: Switzer method of picking games. Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. The,
1: Swith, the Switzer method. I feel like in in a lot of ways, Michigan and Notre Dame are excluded from that in battles of other powers because they're they're yeah. always automatically at the bottom rung.
2: Yeah, when they're That's kind of how my my Switzer method, which is is detailed in a lot of the Schooner blog. Um, Well, I'll post something maybe on the Instagram or something. It's got a few pillars, and one of them is uh, the blue blood blood is a blue blood for a reason, uh, and the favorite is a favorite for a reason. So upsets are called upsets because they're not supposed to happen or not expected to happen. So, um, yeah, but when you get in recent times... Uh, obviously, there's a hierarchy to that, and in Michigan and Notre Dame are on the lower end of, but like A and M as well. You could you could call A and M a blue blood. Um, they're at the very bottom if you're even going to try to throw that out there. So, I mean, I personally I've been calling Michigan the A and M of the North, uh which has been getting less laughs than I was hoping. But I'm going to stick with it.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, it, it you're not wrong because every year they come in overhype. Every year they talk about the good old days. The the only the only thing. Like and the resources
2: is, too. Like yeah. the, just the sheer amount of resources and then athletic talent they have and big name coaches and it just goes nowhere and there's just no, you know reason that you can come up with you're like, hey, we got top ten recruiting classes, we have all this money, we
1: have all these big name coaches, and it just doesn't come together. Yeah, we got Jim Harbaugh here hanging out with Migos and nothing happened. Yeah. But it's yeah, now that <laughs> That's just it's it just it's just uh, it's it's unfortunate but not really because Michigan I'm not a fan. So all right, I think we're kind of done talking about last week. Uh, so I unless we, do, we don't have game balls, but yeah, I do want to do the take a lap. Um, <laughs> yes, we got we got there there's, so there there's some laps Bobby, to I don't know if you have a take a lap. Um <laughs> I'm just going to do a take-a-lap here. Uh, just the entire uh, university, uh, Texas Christian University, just take a full lap. <laughs> just the just all, all I don't know, whatever percentage of y'all who actually thought this team was good, including myself, just take a big ol' lap. That was one of the biggest busts I've ever seen. You go beat a Purdue team who I recognize isn't good, but that's a road win, and then you lose. I'm just saying... You have one rivalry game a year where you do not do not lose this one. Because it's <laughs> SMU. It's an absolute joke of a program. Their turnover – their turnover. here's how soft SMU is. Their turnover celebration is a bottle service thing. That is – It's
2: like Bama being in-state
1: rivals with UAB. Exactly. And then losing. You can't lose to, you can't <laughs> lose to SMU at home. On a on a twenty five, yeah, I it just it, it boggles the mind. It was honestly one of the most upsetting uh, losses I've ever had. So, take a lap, TCU. My uh, take
2: a lap this week is everyone in any way affiliated with Texas A uh, <laughs> and M. This take a lap. <laughs> shout out to Bobby for for bringing this to my attention. This take a lap is courtesy of TexAg user Rendered Fat. he's got a circled a next to his name i don't know if that means i don't know if that means he's verified or something or an alumni
1: a verified act i
2: don't know uh but his rendered fat on texags (laughs) and he gave texas a&m my l of the week with this short post that i will now read for you there is no longer any debate a&m will never be elite ever we overpaid (laughs) for a coach Who probably doesn't even want to be here. Thought we were getting Saban. Ended up with Kirk Fence. Top 25. Class after class. Top facilities. Highest paid coach. None of it matters. As evidence today, things are exactly like they have always been. Despite Jimbo's (laughs) unwarranted boast to the contrary. No genuine issue of material fact exists... It would preclude anyone from concluding otherwise. So that, that line right there tells me that you probably did go to a
1: Yeah.
2: A M is, has always been, and will always be, average. <laughs> if a coach like Fisher cannot exceed here, no one will. And nobody wants to hear this, but singing cadets, the core, <laughs> all the tradition, the band, it's the only thing that we exceed at. But most outsiders cringe at these things, while we celebrate them. But while these things set us apart, for better or worse, football never
1: will. It is officially over. (laughs) It's it's like everything you've tried to tell Texas A&M fans forever. They finally came to grips with the reality. They (laughs) became
2: self-aware.
1: They become sentient. One what? of
2: what the cult has become self aware <laughs> and he's woken up one day and realized that he's in a cult. He took the red pill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you hate to see it, man. Which, I mean, I think he puts too much stock in Jimbo Fisher. That being said, the greatest <laughs> argument for Jimbo Fisher is how teams are doing without him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they've
1: imploded, but, but, but he was, mean, it was never that great I, anywhere, I thought, but. I think he was a part of that Florida State implosion. He, like, set it up. He rigged up for explosion, (laughs) put his Christmas tree on the side of the road, and then blew her up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it.
2: Yeah, but my take a lap is uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. Which is really just a metaphor for Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to read that on the air.
1: Michigan also, I will will say, I probably should have given Michigan. We we spent so much talking about Michigan, so I didn't want to double lap them. But uh, after the loss, they posted a hang in there cat. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I think that was photoshopped. Uh, I, I don't know if that was or not. If I it, went to their page and they had the same
2: tweet, but it was a picture okay. of two football players like doing a thumb war, uh, well, which makes less sense.
1: I, somehow that's worse. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Okay. If anyone knows
1: about hanging their cat, well, I, I feel like a I feel like a fool who believed the Derek King thing. or... Uh, thinks that uh, have you seen the Eddie Dalsovich things where they're like where people are actually like looks like De'Aaron King actually did visit Norman on September first, oh just completely yeah, missing the fact
2: the Gooners have gone crazy, the- claiming that De'Aaron King. First off, they've already awarded Jalen Hurts the Heisman, <laughs> and now they're claiming that De'Aaron King is somehow going to transfer to OU in his senior year as a, a graduate transfer and then win OU's fourth straight Heisman. All over Facebook and Twitter, um, and it is not.
1: No, you know, no, no. Not, not only is he not well; he's not good. He's not that good. He's all right. I, I mean, I, I think he is kind of not himself. We'll see next year because he's apparently. He says he's not. He's just he's going, going to redshirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's my theory on the Derek King. I was talking yeah. to Bobby before the podcast.
2: You don't redshirt your senior year. He is a senior. He's four games into the season, he's decided he is done. So he's going to tell everybody red shirts so that everyone doesn't turn on him. And then when the end of the season comes, he's going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to go to the draft. Because there's no reason not to for him. He's not that good, but he can probably get picked up by some NFL team. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. We'll we'll see. Uh,
2: he's an athlete, too. They may turn him into a receiver or something. I don't. He's not very big, but...
1: Well I mean he's going to have a full year of just recovering but he's also going to have to deal with Dana so maybe Yeah I don't I, f- know.
2: I think Dana's pushed him out but I mean it, I think he's going to the NFL because Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray right now are kind of paving the way for the NFL as as a whole to look and say hey maybe size doesn't matter too much with quarterbacks because Derek King is
1: a Kind of a Kyler yeah. Murray light yeah. sort of thing, yeah.
2: Like the free trial off-brand version. <laughs> that yeah, never received any coaching, so he's just like at a
1: high school skill level. Yeah, he's just kind of <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, let's dive uh, just a little bit into Texas Tech. There's not a lot to talk about, uh, mainly because we haven't really seen. Well, we 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 saw one game out of him, and we can't even really derive a lot of lot from that because Bowman isn't even playing. Uh, yeah. Alan, uh, I, is it? I don't. It's I don't Alan know. Bowman. Uh, Alan Bowman. Uh, no, last it's Alan name Bowen. Pod. Yeah, it, we are last name Pod. I was, I, I was just, I was honestly about to ask if it was okay to call him Alan the Iron Lung Bowman, but that seems a little mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Alan Bowman uh, once again got injured, so he is out for the Red Raiders, and looks like they're probably they're, they're between two players, either uh, Jet Duffy, who we saw a little bit last year in the OU game, didn't look very great. Um, but had had moments against. Uh, he, he had the game winning touchdown against TCU, which is a thing that I need to remind you of happened. They lost to Texas Tech at home, <laughs> uh, and he also uh, looked pretty good against Texas, threw for like four forty four, which is crazy. But against DBU, yeah. But I, <laughs> I don't know. He he, he's, he looks a little iffy. And then they also have a Rice transfer who I mean, look, if you can't win the job at Rice, what, well, what do you he got do?
2: ousted by that the Harvard transfer oh, that, well, well, that okay. actually gets a lot of hype.
1: Okay. Yeah, just okay. Well, either way, I
2: I forget his name, but Rice's current quarterback that transferred from Harvard is actually getting yeah uh, more significant attention than any other Rice quarterback has. And I think he's what's a he's kind of like North
1: Texas's quarterback. Oh yeah, like uh, Like he shines at his level. He's found
2: his level and he shines. Yeah, I I don't know the guy's name, but he played at Harvard and then wanted. A little bit more competition went to
1: Rice. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, you really stepping it up there with that Rice. Uh, he may have been moves. a grad transfer, too, which you got to respect that hospital. Yeah, get get your Harvard degree and play for a semi-respectable team. Uh, Yeah, Rice is a really good school as well. So. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the other guy, Jackson Tyner, we'll see where he goes. But I didn't talk about a downfall there, going from Rice to Texas Tech. That's a purely football move. Oh,
2: dude, just going to coast academically for forever. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: his uh, colors one um, one you know, class—that's going to be a breeze for him. Yeah, but I, I think the biggest thing about Tech here is just—I I don't know—I'm not a big fan of uh, the whole. Let's bring in Matt Wells and completely overhaul or you know everything. It, it never works. Um, game one, they had a couple good games against. I mean, shoot. Uh, they, 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 I think they, they they beat some random directional state, you know FCS Southwest, and then they beat. Um, I think they barely or, or they, they covered against uh, UTEP by half a point, and then they looked awful against Arizona. E- even when Bowman was healthy, he looked bad.
2: Arizona's at their level though. I mean that was a oh, sorry. That's oh no, you're some fine. weird audio stuff there. The Arizona game I think is is rough because I think they are very comparable teams. Like mean, it's a pretty even matchup. So when you have an even matchup across the board, you maybe you're going to be a little bit sloppier cuz the other people are able to counter you better. Like I'm sure they're not going to look great against OU. Yeah, probably but not. But they're going to look a lot better against other teams. I don't that was like kindergarten level analysis.
1: <laughs> hey, on- honestly, though, we, we're off the bye week and if we get this, it's just kind of hard to break down Texas Tech. Yeah, it just, just kind of is. is this not- the,
2: yeah, and I mean, this is OU's first conference game, so who knows how we're going to look there coming off a week after a big travel week.
1: Yeah, well, let's... Well, we actually do have some stuff to talk about with OU. Yeah,
2: yeah let's, so let's, let's just OU. I mean, There's not a lot. Tech, all you need to know... Bowman's injured, that was kind of their their one trick. Um, obviously, it's a
1: rebuilding year, so. Yeah, the, apparently their linebacker number one is very I bad.
2: would still expect Tech, just because the players are used to it and, and a lot of the staff there, to put up, you know, more points than anyone has put up on OU all year. Um, which, that would only be like three touchdowns. Um. that would only be
1: 21 points. <laughs> I guess Houston barely put anything up. Oh no, Houston! Yeah, Houston may have had more than twenty. South Dakota and UCLA both scored fourteen. I think Houston got to like thirty.
2: Something? Tech will probably score on us at least four or five times. Yeah, that's maybe not all touchdowns, but they're probably going to score at least four or five times.
1: Yeah, I yeah, Houston scored. Houston 31. got 31. 31. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I. The tech, we're gonna, we're not, we're gonna hold Tech lower than that because because their offenses, is... it's weird because they asked the fans have always asked for. If we only had a defense as good as our offense, we'll be great. Well, in some sort well, of weird... yeah, it, we yeah. would
2: be number one across the board. Oh, of
1: course, but in some sort of weird monkey's paw-like twist, it is, you know, equally as good, but the offense has shrunk down to a defense, like a pretty mediocre defense level. So the aren't defense now is we kind of... still
2: one in offense. Oh,
1: no, no, I'm talking about Houston, or not Houston, Texas Tech. Oh, Tech. Yeah, yeah. Tech is, like, not bad at defense now, which is weird. Hmm. But also now I mean, they're we just... we
2: also aren't... Either we're like ranked number fifty in the nation. Yeah, 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 true. I think we're fifty-two actually, which is pretty good for us. Yeah, that's tremendous.
1: Yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free—that's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive. Uh, And then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the schooner pod. Uh, but let's talk about some OU stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's get on to the Sooners. I, I know with this, that's OU what fo- you're here for. Th- this OU football podcast, you have been waiting for <laughs> 20 minutes to hear us talk about OU football. And we've been
2: talking about exclusively Texas schools.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the first thing any Oklahoma fan wants yeah. to hear is Texas talk. Um, but yeah, so just a couple updates. Uh, Kenneth Mann expected back, Lincoln Riley announces. That's pretty good. So yeah, I, I, I liked Mann last year. I thought he had some good moments and... You know, I, I think, like, as we have mentioned, this D-line is one of the best uh, features of this new defense. Yeah. So it'll be nice to shore that up some.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That'll be a good return, more time to mature, more time to have some some better coaching, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, without That'd a doubt. That'll be good. Without a doubt. And then uh, other kind of... This is less news, more just speculation you you see you, you see on the on the Gooniverse out there. I can't see
2: your notes because I took my glasses off, but I know exactly what this is about, of that course. you're about to talk
1: about. It's, uh, you said on the Gooniverse. The Gooniverse. This, this has been uh, yep. be- before the <laughs> De'Aaron King redshirt talk.
2: Uh, <laughs> this is the hot topic. <laughs> yeah,
1: one of the three uh, big wide receivers for OU this year, uh, John Bridges, uh, is rumored to be looking at a move to safety. Uh, Lincoln hasn't said anything yet. The press presser, he mentioned that, you know, any, I think the quote he had was any major changes or significant solid changes. You'll hear it from me. I'll tell you. Um, but I also, you know, don't want to speculate with our opponents listening. So yeah, we don't know for sure. Um, we might see him out there at safety some, but I, I don't know if that, this guarantees that he'll. I don't think he. I don't think this means like you'll not never see him at wide out or. He no, might I, I
2: absolutely don't think so. Yeah, uh, that was my opinion of it. Is I think that he Grinch today did say that he had got some reps uh, with the defensive side of the ball at practice throughout the week, um, and he's a he's a tremendous athlete and obviously playing that position because he's a bigger guy for a freshman wide receiver. Um, so it's like it's not too much of a leap to move over to safety. I, he played it a little bit in high school, and but I, I wouldn't expect that to be a permanent thing if it does happen. I don't know how many games he's played in this year, um, but I think with this, we're pretty much guaranteed to burn his red shirt. But I, if he moves to safety, I would expect him to stay where he is planted for the rest of the year. But then next year we could see him right back at, at wide receiver. I don't think he is going to play both sides uh, in the same season, especially not in the same game. But
1: yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. No, I don't think he's. They're not going to send him out as like some sort of Iron Man thing. Like it's no, high school. and
2: he's not. He's not that kind of dude. Well, I was thinking like you know yeah, like he plays. You know, rotates in at safety here and there, and then fourth quarter garbage time maybe gets a offensive snap. But we're we're very deep on receivers as yeah. everyone knows. Uh, so it would make sense to get a tremendous athlete some, some playing time in an area where he can excel, show his uh, versatility, and help the team out. I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I don't really have a tremendous opinion on it. I mean, I don't think it's a a good or a bad thing. Yeah, no,
1: I honestly... He, I, he, so he was
2: recruited he, as both and didn't really get any good looks on the defensive side. Um, but you never know.
1: Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's gotten action in, uh, two games, I believe? It doesn't... Okay. He didn't, no, he didn't so. record any stats against South Dakota, but I don't know... If but he may have, he, he may have been on the field, though. He, just no, blocked. he definitely played against South Dakota, I feel yeah. like. uh, so there, There's a, no way. That's a burn. So, yeah, they're, they're probably gonna burn this guy's red shirt. Uh, yeah, because we're not gonna, yeah, he, we're he, not gonna he, throw him at safety for one game no. and preserve him. No, and it, it, I don't think it's a permanent thing. Uh, in, we conversed with Jameson a bit about it. He doesn't believe so either. Um, so, you know, I don't it know. It could happen.
2: I, 50-50, it happens. Yeah, and, and um,
1: honestly, I, I think the biggest thing here is uh, not 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 to say anything against Charleston Rambo, but I don't know if people expected Rambo to kind of go off the way he has. And I think that kind of, that, yeah. that that wide receiving core really tightened up a bit.
2: Yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, he, Rainbows have had the most impressive stats uh, this season, which, again, I, I kind of attribute to everyone knows C.D. Lamb. Everyone's going to put their best guy on C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's really, he's really shown out this season. And, uh, I don't, I mean, before the season, Eme uh, and Jameson we're all kind of predicting that out of these three big freshman wide receivers that we would probably really only get um, eyes on two and we try to preserve at least one Um, so it kind of makes sense with some of the changes that have happened defensively and some of the changes in in depth and personnel there that we would say okay we were going to preserve Bridges who was getting the least action out of the the big three freshman wide receivers and, and say hey let's get this guy some playing time, throw him over there defensively. Because, really, these these three receivers are guys that I would not expect to be at OU more than three years. Yeah, no. Especially th- getting snaps their freshman year. And uh, if they continue to develop, they're not going to stay.
1: No. Uh, no, Hazelwood, I think, is automatically going to be gone after three. That yeah. Guy, that guy Which is not yeah. a slight to them at no, all. No, like, no, no, you,
2: Like, you, uh, you know, they don't owe... Ou anything like that, like they they've come, they're putting in work from their freshman year, so no redshirt. So like they were in high school a few months ago, and now they're out here putting in work. So good on them, and uh, we'll see what happens with with bridges.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I think that's pretty much all we have to say about uh, ou because really against against Texas Tech, they just need to go out do their thing. I think the biggest key is just. This might be another go out, just get your business done, you know, focus. Don't let the early yeah. morning kind of thing get to you. Um, really just go out and execute. And um, I think defensively, it's if Jet Duffy is starting, as we think mm-hmm. he is, uh, try to contain him as a runner. Because he, he can throw, but it, it, he hits speed and he can turn on a dime. The guy is nuts. Which uh, is
2: which is something that we still, I mean, everyone struggles with it. Yeah. Definitely. But it's something that we've still struggled in moments um, against Derek King in the Houston game. He had a few runs where he was able to break free for double-digit yards on a you know blown-up play scramble, and then same for uh, Thompson Robinson at, at UCLA. He had a few big runs that it's just super hard to contain a, a really athletic quarterback that can run uh, when you have a play that breaks down because then who knows how it's developed? No one can really plan for that. So that's that is an issue that OU has traditionally had always, um, but I think we're getting to a level that's more similar to other teams because no one can prevent that constantly.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I that's kind of my final thoughts on it. So um, yeah,
2: there's not not a whole lot. Um, just hang with it us. It might <laughs> rain. Yeah, it might rain for the game. It's an early one, which. Time to get back in the swing of things, OU fans. It's, <laughs> it's Big 12 football time, which means that OU can't do weird stuff like schedule a Sunday game.
1: <laughs> we we we've tried. And we've tried like to avoid it. Yeah.
2: We yeah. Kept... No. And it, we're we're at the mercy of the of the TV networks and the other games. And OU unfortunately is at a point where we're good enough to get a big time slot, but we're not good enough to get the best time slot, or our, our matchups aren't good enough. Um,
1: weirdly enough, I kind of think Fox's whole big noon, or as Gus Johnson would pronounce it, big, <laughs> big nude Saturday <laughs> thing where they try to put the big games on there. I don't know if they that's a good, like reverse psychology thing, or maybe they now will start trying to put us like, oh, we need to get OU on, but they, they've mean, always th- kind of done that. I think
2: for TV, there is a big, like it's, it, everyone watches the big game in the morning, or the noon game, and then yeah. everyone will kind of tune into the evening game. I, I think definitely for TV stuff, the like the 2.30 kickoff games are probably the lowest. Because like, some people are watching TV, like you're up at 8 o'clock watching all the game day until noon, and then a whole football game. Like you're going to have to go eat or something at some point. You may not catch that whole game. So yeah. that's kind of why OU always gets those super early kickoffs. Because yeah, we're too good to go in the afternoons. And we're good enough, but the rest of the Big 12 is not good enough to get us into the evening slots all the time. So. Yeah,
1: and then there's that 230 SEC slot on CBS, and it's just, yeah. 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 But, also, you know, also <laughs> all right,
2: just while we're on this, <laughs> okay. I have a bone to pick with the Big 12, who has that new Big 12 commercial, where oh, they God. just took the Big 12 commercial from last year where all the people were walking around in strobe lights and the uniforms, and they just put new audio over it. And one of the lines they say is, the Big 12 conference where back-to-back Heisman speak to the athleticism or something like that. That is yeah, not a no. conference thing, okay? That is exclusively OU. And, yeah, Texas has been decent here and there this past, like, two years, but the Big 12 has not done anything. It has, a, like, it has been a bunch of moochers <laughs> riding on OU's back, just eating up our welfare that we're throwing out <laughs> to them. And then Kansas is over here cheating their ass off in basketball, which they just got called out for. Good thing they're at football school now, going to win four games this season, probably one against OU. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't buy the whole, like, like, you you cannot simultaneously be like, oh, SEC is bull****, <laughs> also be like, the Big 12 Conference, back-to-back Heismans, baby. Like, they're yeah. not celebrating in Manhattan about back-to-back Heismans.
1: Yeah, no, no, They're no, not. No. I, I mean,
2: they're, <laughs> they're celebrating in Starkville, Mississippi about some, like, Bama national championship because they're delusional, but
1: particularly Arkansas, you know, they...
2: yeah, you, can, you can't cheer for conferences, that's not a thing. Like, the, the conference contains your most bitter rivals, unless you're Ford, and then a Pac 12 contains your most bitter rivals. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you that does not like cheering for a conference literally does not make a single we're gonna have to bleep at a single f- fucking ounce of sense. You're literally cheering for the teams that you hate the most, unless you're me. And you recruit against And Notre Dame is your most hated team. <laughs> we never play them.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And Notre Dame hasn't even. Oh, you and Notre Dame haven't played in a long time. And Notre Dame hasn't beat OU since like the 70s or something like that. Maybe the 60s?
1: Notre Dame? Wait, Notre Dame beat OU in. Uh, no, it didn't. It got vacated because they were <laughs> doing some shit. I forget what they were doing.
2: It was a crime, and it wasn't a crime. It was, I don't remember. It was like it recruiting was. violations or something. It wasn't like Penn State. They,
1: right? they took away the win because of the yeah. whole uh, yeah, fake that girlfriend thing. Yeah, that win was vacated. Thing. They're like, the fake girlfriend thing was too weird. We're just going to get rid of the win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. So, gone. <laughs> I guess, uh, there you go. It didn't happen. Just like, no, it, it, just like USC's national championship. Legally did not never happen. Happened. USC, Does that make us the national champions? Uh, we had a chance to claim it, and we declined.
2: Yeah, but, it, Exactly. Exactly other fans. But it didn't happen for this it, is just a
1: roast session. That now. game never happened. Second forward. bone to pick.
2: You don't claim national championships that you don't win in a championship game or in the established manner that is lined up. OU has like 20 UCF national championships right now and we're sitting here claiming 7. Also shout out to Oklahoma State and Bama who are also pulling the same shit trying <laughs> to inflate their their championship numbers. Texas
1: A&M as well just randomly got two. Yeah. But I mean like just take a look at for some reason, Pittsburgh claims nine, which I, uh, let's see how legit. Yeah, so
2: when you look at the number of national championships claimed by people and then the number of seasons played, it's like double. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's ridiculous.
2: And you got teams that played like two games in a season and went undefeated against like two high schools, and then they're like, we're the national champions of 1847, like you guys don't
1: know because you weren't there, like... We should claim a national championship after beating like Norman Town Team or Edmund Edmund, or Norman Norman High School. It's like some of them are such
2: (laughs) bullshit. Someone because all you have to do to claim a championship is some entity has to have declared you a national champion. So like some. like, some idiots declared OU the national champion in 2003, where we straight up lost the game. <laughs> and somebody was like, no, 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 OU is definitely still a better team. So like, OU has a claimable national championship from a championship game that we literally lost, but we don't claim it because we're not just like...
1: We also didn't Delusional win the conference. UCF we lost to Kansas fans. State.
2: Well, we played in the national championship, did we? Yeah,
1: we, we lost we? we lost on the conference championship to Kansas State, like, 35 well, seconds. that's when the Big 12 was like the, the SEC, though. Like, we
2: had OU, Nebraska was good, and then Texas. Yeah. So we, we, I
1: mean, we, we won a lot of good games, got yeah. our ass kicked in the conference championship. Darren Sproles just beat us up, up and down the field. And the BCS, like, computers were like, all right, we'll just put OU go, in anyways. Can you go to
2: the OU football Wikipedia page real quick?
1: Uh yeah sure. Um
2: like, I just want to call out whoever says that OU is the 2003 national champions cuz Yeah, it it's
1: ridiculous. I no, know it's on the Wikipedia <laughs> page. I have seen that too. It's probably some, you know, computer metric because we beat Texas Tech 77 nothing. Uh that's just for the state of Oklahoma or the musical. That's not going to be helpful. Um But yeah, yeah no, it, okay. it, it is it is weird. It is right, very go weird. To, go to going to national championships. Uh da, da, da. Where we Champions, okay. Championship. Yeah. Right there, there. There we go. There we go. Okay. The unclaimed so nat- Natties. 2003. The Barryman. Uh What is that? I don't know. What's the is that? The people that gave.
2: Th- I think that's the, the computer th- system that gave UCF their one that they claimed. The Berryman poll. I okay, think it's got to be a
1: computer. Yeah. Well, right? definitely. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's see. There's no way that uh, an individual was like, yes, this team that lost to this other team is the better one.
1: Sure, they finished on a two-game losing streak, but they're still the Natty. They, they they're still the national title winners here. That's, oh that's awful.
2: Fans, now that we have an actual studio, it's just these are going to turn oh, into yeah. three-hour Joe Rogan podcasts. Oh, now, now,
1: now, now that we actually can, we can look Google, that up, look that up. We can Google things like, uh, like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's no. a mathematical formula. His name's Clyde. I don't trust this man. Applied Berryman's football. Yeah, this is,
2: I'm pretty sure this is the one that also said that UCF was the champion because they didn't play anyone, they blew everyone out by like fifty points. Yeah. So this statistical formula that just looks at numbers was like, Oh, this is the best team. Yeah, no. It's,
1: it's, yeah, it's this is bad. definitely
2: this is definitely it. Yeah,
1: this is this
2: is the guy. This was part of yeah, so this this Berryman thing was part of the the factors that were in the BCS. Yeah. No, so they, they used his formula along with other
1: ones in the computer system. Good God, if this I remember guy. right, what the? Somehow this guy in 2011.
0: No, that's not right. That's not right.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, that's 2010. Um, this, I thought it clicked on 2011. Oh, well, it's go the to top 100 since 1920. He had okay. He had the okay. Here's what happened. He had the wrong. He has the
2: wrong link. His links aren't okay. even right. His links are messed up. It yeah. only goes up to 2011. Okay, right? yeah, that's. Anyways, here's another bone to pick. (laughs) Just since we're just going to have some garbage time here. Stupid computer nerd. Um, Someone is out here making graphics and stuff. I don't know who it is. Bobby, this is about the one you sent to the group earlier. But when you're talking about college football or college sports, the post-World War II era means post-World War II, and it starts in 1945. Okay, this is a historical fact, but this is also a known sports fact. So when you're over here making like bullshit sports graphics you can't like manipulate the numbers to make your team look better by pushing it back to 1940 that that's ridiculous OU wasn't even not well OU wasn't obviously but the US wasn't even in World War II until the end of 1941 so i don't understand like what these people are doing trying to pull some historical bullshit like it's it it, it, it like get your facts right
1: well, i think I, I think a good cu- i always have a cut off of when the associated yeah, sorry. When the Associated Press was formed, cuz that's when you actually, you know, had people who were informed about the games and voting and not just like, oh, Notre you were Dame picking, is
2: you're picking one national champion, yeah. Yeah,
1: w- or when when things start getting a little more standardized. What year was that? I think it's 1936. Mm, uh,
2: yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. no. I'm
2: saying uh, that I, I have no clue what year it was formed. I just I don't agree with considering anything before 1945. The metric, uh, like uh, like the 1945, the post World War II date, is a pretty well established. Obviously, I'm buying into this because when you look at 1945 to present, OU is by far one of the more dominant teams. It excludes a lot of the other, you know, like IVs and stuff. Yeah, um, the, the
1: whole reason they did 1940 is A and M had one one in 1939. That's the only one real one they have. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's why. So, <laughs> so that's that's just. Yeah, but the, the the 1945 date is a, a pretty well within the college football community established date as 1945 season onward. That is the modern era, using air quotes here of college football is what it's generally referred to. So that's kind of what I look to as well. That's also when they invented the forward pass. I think, um, which Army won in 1945. And no uh, other team. Uh, they just still Army. have yet to discover the forward pass, but
1: yeah. I, I I kind of agree with that. It, it's definitely 45 36. It's it's, it's around that. There was a reason. Period. There
2: was a reason that 45 besides the AP poll, I forget what it was. There was like some rule changes or something that but there's a, a significance to 1945. That well, makes it the modern era. I think it I may, watched that college football documentary. It was the other be,
1: day. It, they they allowed to uh completely change your lineups. So like you could have an offensive side and a defensive side. Maybe. That's what it was, I think. Yeah, that would but, be pretty cute. Yeah. Anyways, I think we should just wrap this part up and. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's garbage time for the week. Yeah, we we had to have our little college football garbage time. It it was it was much needed. So
2: if you've stuck stay with us, stay tuned for the next bye week though, because that that's gonna get
1: weird, that's gonna man. be
2: some refined garbage time content. Not like the last bye week where it was just kind of from the hip. This next one we've got some some big stuff lined up. You're gonna figure out why OU always has 11 a.m. kickoffs. We know we have the inside info on
1: that. We got the documents right here. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, let's hope that we don't lose to Kansas State and spend the entire pod. I don't upset think we're going to to Kansas. Uh, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. It, it's one of those I've, I feel weird about, but we'll get to that one. we'll get to that when we get to it. Yep.
2: I don't want to jump the gun.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So, all right. Well, if you've uh, stuck with us so far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we always appreciate y'all listening. And uh, yeah, this is the end of our Texas Tech and uh, kind of recap of the bye week. Yep. Texas Tech preview and Texas Tech preview. Uh, hope you'll join us on Thursday for our picks. Um, I'm looking forward to That's recording. What
2: it that. Was. I, was, I felt like we were missing something. Yeah, we, I forgot yeah, we're splitting it now. Yeah,
1: we, yeah, we're splitting our our picks and our uh preview slash review thing just to yep. just to kind of make these a little easier to listen oh, to. I forgot
2: this one was supposed to be shorter. Yes.
1: Yeah. Drag it on. You're trying you to fill time. <laughs> we That's can great. Cut the
2: garbage time, maybe. We, we might
1: we might be able to repurpose the garbage time. I'm okay with repurposing the garbage time, but anyways, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on instagram at insta schooner i'm sure we have hot new memes coming this week hot new
2: memes not tonight probably tomorrow because i have film class
1: where i can just sit there and make memes so hot new memes coming this week <laughs> yeah no for sure um hot new memes on uh instagram, on instagram at insta schooner check it out uh make sure to get all of our content on uh on, on twitter uh, at schooner blog got a lot of stuff. That's how you get notified of all of our articles that come out. You know, weekly spread, uh, game week, random other articles like the uh, you know AT and uh, commercial boy band members ranked by uh, punchability. Yeah, um, we're still praying for Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> <that> bully. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a horrible bully. I brought someone uh, an old out of retirement uh, who had had a they've had a, a Twitter for. Uh, since 2011, just decided pop back out. No tweets. Decided to spend their first tweet to just let them know that uh, they're praying for me for uh, making fun of those poor, poor kids who are clearly thirty. <laughs> they're cle- <laughs> those those actors who are clearly thirty the, uh, in a commercial like that every high school actor ever. Is it's 34. supposed to be funny. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I felt I, I I prayed for myself. That was really sad. But anyways, follow us on on Twitter, uh, Facebook, etc. Just. You yeah, we got a lot of good content, so as the season gets... The season's about to get a lot better. Our content's going to get a lot better with it because it's kind of hard talking uh, South Dakota and Texas Tech and UCLA. Yeah. it's just We're going to have more to talk, more events. The same stuff of Jalen Run Good, you know. <laughs> Rat Poison, yeah. you know, all that stuff. The so. usual
2: storylines, so... Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and, and again, big shout-out to to jack and the guys over at go look it up that's showbiz two words showbiz baby uh their their short podcast about movies and
1: hair yeah a lot of hair a lot of movies a lot of pit yeah a lot of getting more attractive
2: to other dudes with age
1: yeah it's interesting it's, it's a good, good podcast stuff. it, it is good, podcast. good stuff check it out great guys yeah friends of the program we're buying them out yeah we <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> thank you all so much for listening uh, we will see you on Thursday when we have our picks um, so yeah for me yep. and Ty thank you so much for listening to the schooner pod and uh, Boomer Sooner thanks, thanks for listening talk.
2: Boomer Sooner
1: Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner.
0: That'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're gonna leave. You know it's a because 'cause that'll be the day when I die. Well, you give me all your loving and your tender loving, all your hugs and kisses and your money too. Hell, you know you love me, baby. Still, you tell me maybe that someday will all be blue. Well, that'll be the day. When you say goodbye, yes, that'll be the day When you make me cry, you say you're gonna leave You know it's a lie, cause that'll be the day When I die